1: Hi, I'm Kathleen Hayes, my co-host, Pim Fox out of the office today. In this half hour, we are going to be taking a big-picture kind of geopolitical look at some very important events today. We've got Hillary Clinton, the presumptive Democratic nominee, giving an important foreign policy speech, starting momentarily, where she's expected to attack Donald Trump on his lack of a foreign policy vision. And we're going to be looking at the OPEC meeting today. No quota met. Downward pressure on oil prices. If supply weren't lower in the United States, oil prices might be falling more than they are. We're going to take a look at these and maybe even tie them together in a few important respects. Now let's tie it all together. We're going to go to Charlie Pellet in the newsroom with a Bloomberg Business Flash.
0: And I thank you very much, Kathleen Hayes. Plenty going on. We've got the jobs report tomorrow, but as you mentioned, we've got that OPEC meeting today. Crude oil now up 8 cents, 49.09 a barrel on West Texas Intermediate, up two-tenths of 1 percent. And also the east. ECB decision, ECB President Mario Draghi unveiling largely unchanged inflation forecast for the Eurozone, even as its latest stimulus measures start to take effect. He also called on governments to play a bigger role in cementing the region's pickup. The latest data point to ongoing growth in the second quarter, though possibly at a lower rate than in the first quarter. Looking ahead... We expect the economic recovery to proceed at a moderate but steady pace. The 10-year up 8.30 seconds yield their 1.80%. Filings for U.S. unemployment benefits declined for a third consecutive week. Signaling sustained firming in the labor market. Jobless claims down by 1,000. Tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. Wall Street time, we get the all-important May jobs report. Payrolls seen climbing by 160,000. The unemployment rate seen falling to 4.9 percent. S&P 500 index uh, up two points. Stocks are rebounding. The S&P now at 21.01, up by 0.1 percent. Dow Industrials up 20 points, a gain of 0.1 percent. NASDAQ up eight, a gain of two tenths of one percent. And at 232 on Wall Street now, let's take a look at other news from around the world on Bloomberg Radio.
2: Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ramey Innocencio. Hillary Clinton is set to unleash a major foreign policy attack on Donald Trump at this hour, using a speech in San Diego today to cast the likely Republican presidential nominee as unqualified and dangerous. The former Secretary of State plans to contrast her foreign policy experience with his. Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders are locked in a tight battle in California. Clinton has a slight lead over Sanders, 45 to 43 percent, in a new field poll. A new Wall Street Journal, NBC News, Marist poll found similar results, with Clinton leading Sanders 49 to 47 percent. The state's primary is Tuesday. The fallout continues from North Korea's recent missile tests. Bloomberg's Michael Barr has more. The U.N. Security Council is calling North Korea's failed missile launches flagrant violations the council has strongly condemned the three latest launches the council calls them a grave violation of a ban on all ballistic missile activity that contributed to the country's nuclear weapons program michael barr bloomberg radio more wet weather is on the way for texas emergency officials say the brazos river is already four feet higher than its record in 1994 and still rising donna cheshire who lives in lubbock says she's never seen the flooding so bad
1: I've seen it bad when, you know, when the cars would come and it would wash up in the yard, but never where it would go, get into the house, but it actually came in my house.
2: And a New York City lawyer says the city's police force has thwarted numerous terrorist attacks, despite claims by some critics that its methods do not work. Global News 24 hours a day powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than
0: 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ramey Innocencio. Charlie. And we thank you. And again, recapping stocks higher across the board. S&P 500 index up two points to 2101, a gain of 0.1%. I'm Charlie Pallet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio.
1: OPEC is going to stick to its policy of unfettered production after members failed again to agree on a new output ceiling. However, ministers were united in their optimism that global oil markets, markets are improving and the group was also able to appoint a new secretary general, Nigeria's Mohammed Barkindo, something it couldn't agree on last year. Mr. Barkindo gave uh, some remarks today saying that uh the group is going to work to regain the unity it had had in the past, and the confidence of the international community, uh, saying that OPEC is making a comeback as it overcomes temporary difficulties. Now, he's in Vienna today, not only Mr. Barkindo, but our next guest, Jason Schenker, President of Prestige Economics. He's based in Austin, Texas, but he's joining us from Austria today where OPEC met. So, Jason, what is your sense of the mood coming out of this, putting the best face on the fact that they couldn't agree on a quota? Or is it, is it true that the meetings were not rancorous? They were a little friendlier and they're heading towards more of an agreement in the future.
3: So I I think it's both. So I think the meeting was less rancorous. It was described as you know amenable and friendly and those sorts of things, and uh, you know it 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 wasn't as it has been at past meetings where you have people kind of storm out of the meeting and and that's not as good. But that being said, even though it was a more positive meeting, no production quota was adopted, no target was adopted, uh, and uh, I know that the Saudis had worked very hard to put together what turned out to be quite a complicated proposal that they thought would meet the interests of both Iran and Saudi and all the rest of the members, and yet uh, it, it wasn't accepted and, and there's no production number again.
1: So where will the price of oil go? Today we've got West Texas Intermediate trading around uh, $49 and change, uh, just slightly higher, so it has certainly hasn't... Um, Taking a beating on this news today. Is the bottom in for oil now?
3: Well, I think, you know, if we look back to where we were in January, I think that, yeah, I mean, we've come a long way since those lows in January, but that doesn't mean that there aren't downside risks, and I'd say if you wanted to um, assess where those risks are, I would probably be looking at industrial metals prices like copper or aluminum or ferrous scrap prices, which, although were stronger a couple of months ago, have taken a beating in the last six weeks um, following a couple of very weak Chinese PMI numbers, the Saishin uh, just out on the first of the month out yesterday showed that Chinese manufacturing has been contracting for 17 of the past 18 consecutive months. That's a year and a half of a manufacturing recession in China. It's been going on. And that's 31 percent of their economy. So that's hurting metals. And there's a risk, as in the last two years, when the summer driving season ends, uh, that oil prices could follow metals lower, regardless of a supply-demand balance.
1: Well, you know, uh, our Bloomberg story about OPEC keeping the status quo after failing to agree on output cap Said the fact that oil has rallied, you know, about 80% from the 12 year low of January suggests that Saudi led decision a couple of years ago to maintain output amid a global glut, in fact, maybe even make it worse, is finally paying off with higher cost producers cutting back.
3: So I think uh, that is partially true so the the um, you know the, the bet to let prices uh, to, to let go of the rudder and let the market kind of find its own way um, has paid off higher cost producers have been forced out of the market more producers will be forced out of the market because50 dollars isn't very profitable for some producers and uh, capex has been cut significantly in the United States now that being said while that has been good for OPEC market share the prices are still so still low enough that this is problematic for a number of OPEC economies, even at $50. And if you look at some of the IMF growth forecasts, there are some uh, pretty dismal growth forecasts for some OPEC members in the year ahead. And, of course, not all OPEC members operate on the same cost curve. So th- this is something that is, uh, yeah, it could, could prove beneficial for OPEC uh, providing oil into the market, but also hurts the profitability of some of those members.
1: You know, uh, a very smart fellow named Jason Shanker,
3: Oh, that's you, President of Prestige <laughs>
1: Economics, also uh, quoted in this story. The lack of an oil production target is bears for prices because the hopes of a deal had increased in the past couple of days. Jason Schenker says, say goodbye to OPEC's efficacy as a united group. So you don't think uh, mohammed Barkindo is the guy to to pull this group strongly together again? I mean, is OPEC really over as the the powerhouse of the oil setting market, oil price mm. setting market?
3: no you know I, I don't think it's over and I, I don't think that the secretary general is the one who should be uh you know really put to task with pulling the group together it's uh you know i think it's unfortunate for the group that, that there were attempts to try to have cohesion and it didn't come together but after a couple of meetings where there's no production target something that had been in place for 35 years uh you know i think markets look at this and and they begin to wonder uh you know w- does OPEC still have a leadership role? There's not really a uniform set of decisions. What does this mean? Are they going to remain effective moving forward? Will things improve when Iranian production gets back to sort of pre embargo levels? Is that when there's going to be more of a, a negotiation? Those are the questions out there right now.
1: Jason Shaker, thanks so much for joining us. I hope you have a nice time in Vienna. Where Jason's been attending the OPEC meeting today, no output target met. He says that is still bearish for oil prices. I'm Kathleen Hayes. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Willoughby. Since 1898, New York City's boutique camera store for precision-crafted Hasselblad and Leica cameras, plus a full selection of GoPro Action Adventure cameras. Willoughby's at the corner of 5th Avenue and 31st Street.